Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So today I want to talk about that feeling that maybe a lot of us are having right now in early January, the holiday hangover. And I mean specifically the holiday money hangover. But let's talk about post-holiday feelings for a minute first because I have a mixed bag of them right now. This is the first full work and school week of January, which means we are all back to reality and business as usual. How am I feeling right now? I'm feeling a few things. Um, I'm happy and to some extent relieved that the physical stress of the holidays and the running around and the craziness of both work and family has, for the most part, calmed down. But I'm also struggling a little bit because I'm kind of coming down from the high after the quote unquote most wonderful time of the year, right? Like I'm sure a lot of us are. Post-holiday blues or um, post-vacation syndrome is actually a real thing. And it tends to hit us harder after periods of intense emotion or intense stress. It's basically like an adrenaline come down. Um, It's an abrupt withdrawal of stress hormones that comes after a major event. And it can have a real impact on our biological and psychological well-being. During the holidays, our regular life gets interrupted. Even if the holidays weren't this like amazing, magical time for you, our brains often tend to exaggerate the realities of day-to-day life. And that makes the return to the everyday, mundane, normal life seem disproportionately more anxiety-inducing and depressing than it actually is, right? So whether we actually enjoy the holidays or not, our brains are wired to make us believe that it was a magical, amazing time. And in doing so, we then pay the emotional cost of a well-enjoyed break, and we basically come down to our baseline well-being, right? This calm down also makes us exhausted, which has been me lately and what I talked about a lot on last week's episode. So that's a lot of science, but let's think this through a little bit more. The holidays are an escape from reality. There's beautiful, nostalgic music playing all the time. There's beautiful decorations. There's always lots of yummy like heavy, sugary food that we maybe normally don't eat. Um, I know for myself, I've been eating a lot of sweets lately. And sugar releases dopamine, which stimulates pleasure in the brain. And then once the treats are gone, your dopamine levels come crashing back down. And this time, you know, they're you're you're feeling that crash, but you're also feeling probably some guilt and intertwined there because 
you know, maybe you ate something that you deemed you shouldn't have eaten, or maybe you gained a few pounds and you feel a little, you know, funny around that. In a very similar manner, we feel guilt and anxiety over how much we spent, how much money that we've spent in the last month. I've made this connection between diets and budgets before, and it makes a lot of sense because let's face it. Even the best of us get swept up in the season and likely spend more than maybe we plan for because we're human. I did this. When I was wrapping my kids' presents, I realized that I had more for my four-year-old than I did for my six-year-old. So I went out to go get my six-year-old a few more things. And because it was like three days before Christmas, I didn't have the time to shop around for deals. So I therefore spent more than I wanted to, right? And in general, I tend to go overboard on stocking stuffers because I never know what I have. And I also just like to shop. So when I'm out buying things for other people, I might pick up one or two things for myself because I feel like it. So all of these things add up to one hell of an anxious money hangover once the credit card bill comes due in January, right around now. So here we are, right? And we're not alone. So how do we stop the guilt from overspending so that we can move on with our lives? Because it holds us back, you guys. We're busy and we have stuff going on and we don't need to carry around the baggage of guilt and shame. So I have some thoughts. And the first is don't beat yourself up because the intention is there, right? We care so much about the people that we're shopping for. So it's easy to get carried away sometimes. Even when it comes to those little one-off things that we buy for ourselves while we're shopping, the intention is there. We're trying to take care of ourselves. When we buy ourselves something, the idea is that we want to be good to ourselves, right? And maybe we're doing it in a way that's not in alignment with our values, which I'm going to get into in a little bit, but the intention is there. We want to take care of ourselves, so it's okay. We're not inherently bad people because we spend more money than we anticipated, The one thing that we can't do is flood ourselves with negative energy around this. If we focus our energy on regret and guilt, then we're going to continue to perpetuate a negative cycle, and it's going to make it harder to get out of this. Just like anything, what's done is done, and we need to focus on moving forward and what we've learned rather than berating or beating ourselves up for the past decisions that we can't do anything about, right? Again, this is all about self-compassion. Think about what you would say to a friend, or better yet, a child, if they were beating themselves up for something. Then redirect that compassionate response to yourself. It's going to feel awkward, especially if you're not used to doing this, but I promise you, it gets easier the more that you work on it. If my six-year-old came home from school, first grade, saying that he was so upset with himself because he got the wrong answer on his math worksheet, even though he made the effort and he did all the work to figure it out. I would never tell him that he's stupid and he better work harder. But these are the things that I tell myself all the freaking time. It doesn't make sense when you think of it that way, right? So let's just be kind to ourselves, right? So the second thing I have here... um, a thought in my mind is let's assess the damage here. And by this, I mean, let's just educate ourselves. Let's take a step back to see what we have, right, in our accounts and what we owe now. Like what's the credit card bill? 
Look at your bank account balance. Look at your credit card statements. I usually keep tabs of this as I go along. Like I'm looking at both my bank account and my credit card balances daily, but you do you, whatever feels right, right? But it's important to keep track of where things stand and be organized around it or else this is going to feel way more overwhelming than it needs to be. There's online tools that can help you with this. Um, Usually you can do this like through your online banking and there's even cool tools out there that kind of segregate or or, I'm sorry, aggregate all of your accounts together with the transactions all in one place that you don't have multiple logins to do this. But education is super important. Let's just see where we're at right now, right? And the next thing I have to talk about here is let's spend with intention going forward. One of my favorite things to do after the holidays is shop the sales because in my mind, I can get stuff for next year at a huge discount, right? But in reality, this only leads me to buy things that I don't need, which means I'm actually spending more money. And I'm certainly not doing it with intention. That's the thing. So many of us buy things because they're on sale, not because we necessarily need them, which is okay to an extent, but we're already when we're already feeling guilty for overspending ahead of the holiday, it's not really going to help us. I went to Target the week after Christmas and bought this like extra large Christmas bow, like the one that you would wrap a present with, because it was $1.50 instead of the regular price of $5. And in my mind, I thought, if I can put this away until next year, then I've gotten a head start on next year's Christmas already. Go me, right? But here's the thing. In reality, my kids are probably going to find that bow sometime in the next year and either rip it apart, color on it, or like stick it to their shirts, completely defeating my original purpose. Now, I know this is a very small scale example because I only spent $1.50 on it, but it's the same concept. So what if we did this instead? What if we started to be more mindful around our spending and When we're shopping, we focus on what we need for the next two weeks, not the next 12 months. When we narrow our scope here, I think it makes shopping more manageable and it allows us to focus more on the present, right? Like what's going on right now versus way in the future, which to be perfectly honest, totally overwhelms me when I'm out shopping. But I know it's hard sometimes because conventional nature tells us that we need to take advantage of sales, right? Like it makes sense. Something is on a, is is at a discounted rate, so we need to get it because we like the idea of getting a deal. That's just like basic consumer behavior. But we don't need to take advantage of a sale if we never needed the item in the first place. So again, let's begin to align our spending with what we need in the short term. And that will help us eliminate a lot a lot of the fluff and get us back into a place where we feel more in control going forward. It's January. This is the time where we can start to kind of make some shifts that will put us in a, in a positive, healthy position for the future, right? For the rest of the year. One thing I really want to emphasize here is that we need to get comfortable spending money on the things that we enjoy. So many of us, especially moms, carry around guilt for spending money on ourselves, no matter what it is. I have stubbornly refused to spend the $25 on a pedicure for myself for a really long time now, even though it's something that I love because I tell myself that it's, it's, 
extra. Like, I don't need it. And it's not important. But the more I think about it, it actually is important because it makes me feel good. And since I'm not allowing myself to do what matters to me, I end up buying myself all these like unnecessary things at Target just because it's on sale and it ends up sitting in my closet for a month and I never use it, right? And on top of that, when I do this, I'm never actually fulfilling my needs. So I tend to just keep perpetuating this cycle of buying more things to kind of fill a short-term need, but doesn't fulfill a long-term need. So I'm encouraging you to spend money on things that bring you joy, as long as it's within reason, and work to cut out the stuff that doesn't serve you and the things that we don't actually want to spend our money on, because we all have some of those. For example, like one for me is yoga pants. Like I'm such a sucker for them, especially when they're on sale, but I have enough. I don't literally don't need any more, especially when my intention for this year is to wear more real pants and actually get dressed more often, right? Um, So the last thing I want to mention here is that this is progress, not perfection. Yes, maybe we overspent during the holidays and that's okay. We're okay. It's also important to remember that we're human and this is likely going to happen again right? So let's set realistic expectations for ourselves. Sometimes during certain seasons of our lives, we just spend more. I've mentioned before that like, I believe that all spending is emotional. So it makes sense that it's going to ebb and flow with us as we experience life. We can plan all we want, but that black and white thinking isn't going to help us because it's never going to be perfect. So let's just do our best to plan for the ride, the ups and the downs, fully knowing that it's probably going to be different than expected, right? All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening today. I hope this was helpful uh, as we're getting into January and all those bills are coming due and we're thinking about, um, you know, intentions for the coming year. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you want to connect with me more or send me a message, you can find me on Instagram at Money Isn't Scary. You can also join my Facebook group, The Mindful Money Mamas. All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.